Welcome to the Heal at Home Moms podcast. This is Jenna Bice, and I'm here today with Lisa Ryan. Hi. Hi. So she is a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach and also a CrossFit trainer. Um, so she is here with us today to talk about what you mamas want to know about when you're pregnant or postpartum, some of those considerations you need to take into your exercise. Does yeah. that sound about right, Lisa? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I think what really makes Lisa unique as well is she also has her own story um, with diastasis, which as do I, as I've joked before, it is very dear to my heart and my stomach. So I wanted to kind of get her sper- perspective on all of that. So Lisa, teach us, teach us your wisdom. So if you are trying to give advice to someone who's pregnant, and so say there aren't any major complications, but they're pregnant and yes. they're wanting to get some good guidelines for staying healthy and fit during pregnancy. Where do you kind of start with that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing with athletic women um, and training in pregnancy is addressing the mindset first. Mm. Because the trickiest thing with this is navigating that. because, And then everything stems from there right? The decisions Mm -hmm. that you make, um, who and what you're going to listen to, like just all of it, because it can be very difficult. Cause like, as we know, and it's not even just from an an athletic thing, but as an identity thing, as a mom, yeah, it is so hard and there's so much change with your body. And then you've got this baby and everything's different and it's just a struggle for everybody. Yeah. And and Um, like you said, on a very different level for different people, right? Yes. Like I know yes. that for me with my diastasis, it was really challenging in a lot of ways, but I feel like I came yes. to accept it pretty well. Whereas I had a patient yesterday who is like a crazy athlete. And for her being told she can't yes. do certain things for a season is like, or not can't told she, you know, but told that it'd be best to build strength before we go back yes. into those things. I sure. mean, that was very, very emotional for her. Like, so yes. it's so different for every person. It is. And that, but what you explained there with, with a higher level athlete is exactly kind of what can happen. So I look at pregnancy as a time to, I try to adjust that. And so you have that mindset of you're stepping back for a while and then you're going to progress back. And, you know, whether you, you're managing a diastasis, a prolapse or whatever's going on, you not that that's not still going to be difficult, but you've already kind of accepted that like, okay, during this season, it's going to look different and in the end that will make me stronger. Yes. Um, that is the biggest thing, which easier said than done. So that's the thing I like to always address first. Um, so by that, by that, do you mean you're trying to figure out what level of fitness they're desiring to have or wanting to get back to or, well, like, like when you, like you were talking about, like in the pregnancy, like, okay, well, where do we start? What do we do? Like modifications, stuff like that. So depending on what they're doing already, um, I just kind of like to present it to them as, the, you know, before I even talk about what modifications to do or what might be best, just kind of the why behind it. Yeah. Um, that this is for because, a better outcome long-term. Yes. Like we want to be stronger long-term. Um, and then the second part of that is, you know, we can't control everything. Like I had a severe diastasis. I just got a surgery and everything like that. But you know, yeah. for, for a while I blamed myself. And then I realized, you know, like this was so severe, like it was probably going to happen. 
Yeah. And there's not, we can't control genetic size of baby, size of torso, like all some of the things we can't control. Are you so short I like, like I am, Lisa? Are you I sh- am. <laughs> and I had a, almost a nine pound baby. Hey, yeah. same here. That's yeah. kind of my story. Yep. Yep. And welcome diastasis. So, <laughs> yes. And so, yeah, you know, it kind of makes sense. Now, were there some things I would have modified during that pregnancy a little bit different if I would have known what I know now? Sure. But I don't look back and be like, I gave this to myself, you know? Yeah, that's Um, never a good place anyways. Um, Totally. Well, actually, I did for a while think that. I have a long story. But now I realize that that's not the case. So I want to explain. I want to talk mindset with women and also explain no matter what kind of athletic level they're at, these are things we can control. These are things we can't. Yeah. And so we'll control what we can. That's something that Brianna Battle says a lot. The one that created our pregnancy and postpartum program for Uh coaches, um, you know, control the things you can. Okay, cool. Well, in pregnancy, we've got a growing baby in our stomach and we've got a lot of pressure. And so let's just learn some of the breathing and the pressure management techniques. So we can still work out, but also just feel like we are supporting our bodies in as many ways as we can. Yes. Um, you know, that we have control over and it's really empowering once women like can see that and feel that because uh-huh. then, yeah, they can still go back, squat their weight if, you know, it feels okay. And they can still go do these things. Uh, you know, I suggest obviously not doing a lot of, you know, uh, toes to bar and sit-ups and everything in pregnancy. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, we really don't know. I mean, there's people that do that kind of stuff and then they're fine. I know, <laughs> so it's right? Like we really don't know. We can't there's, just say. I know. There's always the exception to the rule as well. You just, yeah, you just don't know. So it's like you got to, people, I, I feel like they have to understand like there is really no hard set rules, but hey, you want to set yourself up for, you want to be doing this when you're 50, 60, 70 years old. Yes. Um, set yourself then, up for success, right? Yes. Like this is a year or two years or whatever out of your entire athletic career. Um, but people need support for that, especially competitive athletes or people that are just totally into, you know, whatever it is, triathlons, CrossFit, Mm -hmm. you know, things that are, um, higher impact, higher demand type sports. Yes. And that's where it's so nice. I think to talk to someone like you, because you know, the majority of my patients are people that use our program, um, do, are not high level athletes. Um, sure. a, a lot of them are wanting just to get back to normal exercise routines and stuff like yes. that. Um, but that's yes. where I feel like that's where I'm wanting to grow personally is learning more of the higher level stuff. Um, because yeah, I mean, we do see that as well, of course. Um, yep. so with that being said, so you said control the things that you like thinking and focusing on the things that you can control. Um, so can you give an, example of that for our listeners? Um, what's something during yeah. pregnancy that they can control and how should they start to go about that? Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool, you know, especially for the athletes that, um, it's going to feel like they're out of control when they have to start modifying and not doing the things they actually want to actually be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like to start early teaching them some of that pressure management because it takes, because here's the thing, <laughs> It's opposite of how people breathe when they're setting up for a heavy lift and doing a lot of the um, CrossFit type movements. Okay. So it takes some practice. So do they need to be doing that as soon as they get a pregnancy test? Like, do they need to be managing their pressure right then? Probably not yet, right? Yeah, because the baby's so tiny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But as the baby grows. Yes. And it takes a while to 
kind of practice it and figure it out and not be annoyed with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know in my case, you know, it took me a little bit of time and I, um, I didn't learn all this till my second pregnancy, but once, as soon as I got a pre- pre- positive pregnancy test, I was like, you know, practicing and learning and it took me a while, but I was pregnant. So I was like, this is the perfect time. Well, letting it then, become a habit, right? Yes. Yes. And so then you felt like, yeah, I am, um, you know, managing pressure in my belly, pressure in my pelvic floor, all of that kind of stuff um, in a different way to support a changing body and a changing pressure system. So how do you describe, so if someone is pregnant and they're just wanting to work on squats, maybe with some weights yeah. at their side, so say it's like a, yes. right? How would you describe the pressure system and breathing for that exercise for someone who's pregnant? Yeah, so I would um, tell them to try it a couple different ways. So if they had weights and they wanted to squat, you know, you can have them play around with breathing in on the way down from the squat and out on the way up before they start moving up. Okay. Um, and so that way they're not breath holding or doing the Valsalva technique and um, which could possibly lead to like bearing down or more pressure on the belly, depending on how you're doing it. Yeah. So, we, so you're talking about like exhaling with the start yes. of the concentric movement? Yes. Okay. Um, the other way that a lot of people like when I'm first telling them to change it is to breathe in before you even start the squat and then breathe out through the whole motion. Mm-hmm. It's less to think about when they're learning it. Um, I find that people during different stages of pregnancy and postpartum find different ways of the, this feeling better. And so I let them choose like, well, what feels better? Yeah. What feels um, controlled? Right. And so a lot of times if they're largely pregnant, you know, towards the end or very newly postpartum, breathing through the whole thing can feel a little safer. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean exhaling the whole feeling, time? Kind of breathing exhaling out? through the whole thing. Yeah. But not always. Like sometimes the other way is fine. So it's just, you know, kind of playing around with that, having them get that, and then really having them understand that, that full breath. So CrossFitters in particular are very chesty because everything's chest up in like Olympics lifting Mm. and a lot of the different movements. Uh It's not wrong or bad, but if you've got a diastasis or, you know, um, pelvic floor leaking pain pressure, right? Your chest is up and you're breathing only in your chest (laughs) and then all the pressure is going down, right? So you just have to play around with moving that around a little bit. Yeah. Um, and playing around with, you know, obviously the person and their particular anatomy and breath and whatever, but I always have them play around with their breathing and see what their natural tendency is. Are they even breathing into their belly? Are they breathing into their chest? Are they, are they coming out from their ribs at all? Like, and then practice really fully opening, which can feel very frustrating again for people that just want to hold, hold their breath and lift. Um, so that's why, if possible, starting earlier is yeah. is good. And yeah. like you said, and to, in order to do that, too, you really have to slow movements down and break them down, yes. which can be frustrating for people. But yes. um, I think you bring up a good point that whether it's CrossFit or, right, whatever it is that you want to do, a lot of that stuff can be safe. It's just that you have to have a trainer or a coach or someone who understands how to help make that safe for you with your condition, right? Yes. Um, so yes. It's, it's like... 
most every activity can be safe if you do it correctly and you have good body awareness and good breathing technique. Um, we talk about breathing all the time too. And I love that you bring that up because I always mention to my patients, like on their first visit that like your diaphragm and pelvic floor are supposed to work together in this intra-abdominal canister. So when one goes up, the other should go up um, and the pressure should lift. And so that's where you're saying exhaling as you do the strongest part of the movement is helping contract, draw in and take that pressure off the pelvic floor. Right. Um, And and diastasis, right? So um, off that canister. So um, yeah, that's a great, um, we simple saying like blow before you get up to go <laughs> is the saying right. that we yep. use sometimes where it's as simple as exhaling as you come to stand up, for instance. Yeah. And that's not people's habits. And I, and, you know, because they're, especially too, if they're feeling like, if you look at people that wear weight belts, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is creating some strength. Okay. Right. Well, when people are pregnant, like, and there's these times where they don't feel strong in that area, <laughs> they want to hold the breath. They want to create that. They, they want to hold it. Yeah. So it, like that tendency, getting off the couch, picking up the baby, like it's just there, it's just constant. So it's like there and then it's at the gym and, um, you know, it's like that same pattern over and over. And I also try to like not freak people out like they need to think about this all the time because then it can, it can also get in this kindly obsessive thing where it's like this is wrong and this is right and oh my god I'm doing it wrong and they're like panicked throughout their day yeah they need to do it every time they get off the couch so there needs to be like a a, a middle ground where um like the, the language we use which I've gotten a lot from Anthony Lowe um is so powerful and so really like attuning to that with the client and especially when we're changing something completely on them and they're like, what the heck? <laughs> Making it out kind of like chill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't have to word up every time or if you forget, it's fine. Like yeah. you're practicing a new skill. So you have another tool for your toolbox. Yes. So And it does become habit. I mean, I think that, so yes. I have, I have three children and I had four finger with separation after my first, six after my second. But then honestly, by my third, it was, I mean, I got it down to one pretty quickly. But I think one of the reasons is that the principles I started practicing after the birth of my second finally kicked in and became habit for me. Yes. Right. So you it's think, automatic. Yes. So automatic. my posture and the way I exhale and the way I hold my breath and my, you know, all that jazz, um, how I hold the baby, like simple things, um, so having that good posture alignment where you don't let those hips stick out over your feet, right? Um, and kind of push the belly out. Um, so thinking about that tall posture, engaging your core and good breathing techniques. So exhaling as you lift, stuff like that. You practice it little by little. You try to incorporate it purposefully. And then through time, it just becomes a habit, just like anything else that you practice over and over. Um, and then that's, I think, where real long-term healing begins, Yes. So Lisa, thank you so much for talking with us today. I know that our higher level athletes, I know it's encouraging for them to hear that, um, that there are definitely people out there that can support them and help them know that they can get back to whatever their goals were pre-babies or baby. Yeah, for sure. And not feel like they have to say no to stuff, um, that they can go back to the fitness level that they love. And honestly, strength is just so good for you. Um, sure. It helps yeah. your whole future. So yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Bye Lisa. Thanks. 
This podcast is part of Heal at Home Moms. Erin and I are two doctors of physical therapy, and we created this online program of exercises and education to help moms heal their bodies postpartum. You can learn more at healathomemoms.com, and you can save 30% on the program with a discount code exclusive for our podcast listeners called MOMCAST, M-O-M-C-A-S-T, 30, all caps. So MOMCAST30, we'll see you soon.